This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Um, I just want to reflect on Sunday just very briefly, first of all. I know victories bring momentum, but as Alisson's goal brought a different kind of momentum, a different kind of feeling for those final two games. In that moment, nobody thought about the, the next two games. Obviously, we were all just only celebrating the moment. Um, and But of course, it's in football and life like this. Um, if you have some downs, um, you are influenced by it. If you have a, a high, you should be influenced by it as well. So that was obviously a high for us. And, um, and it must make the job easier um, at, at uh, Turf Moor. But um, it changed the mindset a little bit. <laughs> so that's how it is. And it gave, gave us, it kept us in the race. That's the most important thing. So yes, it was a very special moment, very special goal from a very special player, uh, which makes it obviously all very special. But um, yeah, we are all, honestly, we have in the dressing room afterwards, I, I've never watched a goal more often directly after a game than this goal. Um, but since then, it's all fine. We are, um, we are, we know exactly nothing really happened apart from we are still in the race, um, but we are not even close to think we would be already halfway through because we know how high the hurdles are uh, in front of us. Um, Jose Mourinho once said that his second place finish for Manchester United in 2018 was one of his biggest achievements. So it didn't come with a trophy. I'm just wondering, would you feel the same way if Liverpool got top four, given everything that's happened not only for every club, but for your club in particular this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to compare with other things. So it's even still nicer and it's very complicated and difficult as well to win whatever uh, because you have to be uh, consistent. And even as a season, you are, you're winning whatever. It's never um, without any setbacks or any problems during a season. So... I don't want to compare it, but it would be massive. That's true. Absolutely massive. And um, much better than we would have thought maybe a few weeks ago when, we, when it was out of sight for us that we can come that close. So since then, we did, um, we won a few games, um, brought ourselves in, in the position we are in now, and now we want to use that. That's clear. Final one for me, Jürgen. Um, it's about a former Liverpool manager in Roy Hodgson. He'll leave Crystal Palace at the end of the season. Uh, just your reaction and, and words of tribute, perhaps, and could you see yourself managing at the ripe old age of 73? Okay, let's start with the second part of the question. No, no chance. Hopefully I'm healthy and alive then. That would be already a great achievement, but um, no, I will not coach anymore. But you're young enough, obviously, if I'm still on the bench, then you can remind me on that. So and tell me what... I, what um, Rubbish I spoke years ago, um, but it's not in my plans at all. Roy Hodgson, one of the very, very greats of our business, years and years ago, when um, really early, as said it a couple of times, my, my former manager, Wolfgang Frank, who introduced in Germany like the, the, the ball-orientated defending. Um, and he showed us a lot of videos of Ari Gosaki, but as well from Roy Hodgson from his time in Switzerland. So all these kind of things. So he was obviously part of the inventive team um, of this kind of um, style. And um, so I knew him long, long, long before I met him. But when I met him, I, um, 
Yeah, it was even better because a really, really nice guy, I have to say. Um, and obviously, um, high energetic that he obviously thinks he has to do this stressful job um, in this kind of slightly advanced age. But he did a great job again. Yeah? So um, staying in the Premier League um, is for all teams who are not fighting around the European spots, a massive achievement. And he did that again and again with Crystal Palace um, as a... He obviously formed there a group which um, followed him completely. And I have to say, I, can, I, have, I couldn't have more respect for what he did and how long he did it and on which level he did it. So um, I'm not sure he will retire. Maybe he stops only at Crystal Palace <laughs> and searching for the next challenge. I would, be, I would be not surprised about that. But on the day when he yeah, finally finished, football will lose a really great person of the game. Thank you. And we go to Jonathan for two questions from PLT. Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jürgen, just, just to follow up on that, I mean, as Damash mentioned, obviously a former Liverpool manager, will, will you be uh, helping to ensure that he gets the send-off he deserves on, on Sunday at your place? How can I be involved in that? How could I be involved in that? Sorry? No, I'm just talking about that. It will obviously be his final match, won't it, on on Sunday? So I'm I will sure be. You you personally will not. I'm not talking about the match. You know, I'm sure you personally will ensure that it's a, a fitting farewell. From my point of view, 100. But um, that's not not so far. Nobody asked me about that. I don't think it's my job. But he was here as a manager. He worked here, and as my, as far as I know, the Liverpool supporters um, and there will be Liverpool supporters in the stadium. He will get. Absolutely, a nice, a nice farewell. But um, obviously, before and after the game, during the game, I hope we we can do something differently. But that's not important in the moment. So we play Burnley. Yes, as much as I have influence on it, he will get a proper farewell. And, and just on the significance, Jurgen, of, of a top four finish, there are, there are many obvious reasons why this would be an incredible sorry, achievement. Sorry, sorry, I have to go back. Sorry, I have to go back. Oh, sorry. Farewell. Does that mean he retires? Usually you only get a farewell when Sorry. Farewell to Crystal Palace. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes, he will get that. Definitely. Sorry. Yeah, he, he said it's time to sort of move on from top flight football. So uh, take take that as, as you <laughs> those championship, more games. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not, not late, great idea. No. <laughs> I, I just wondered, Jurgen, just as far on, on the on the significance of the achievement. Obviously, there are many obvious reasons why this would be an amazing achievement if you finish top four, but I'm sure there are many other reasons behind the scenes, possibly that, that we don't don't even know about about why this would be such an accomplishment. Can you sort of summarize in, in your own feelings towards that? No, because I don't want to speak about it because it always sounds like if you, we are, we, for us, it's very, 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 very important. You saw that in the faces of the players when, when Ali scored a goal. So, but we can speak about what it means if we have to speak about it on Sunday after the game. Um, but now we have we play Burnley and I really don't like these talks like we would have made it already before we play Burnley That's, and Crystal Palace. And that's absolutely, that, that, we, that would be, in my mind, at least disrespectful. And I don't want to think about it, what it means. In a moment, it would mean for us, if we have on Sunday still a final for us, then we had a positive result at, at Turf Moor. So that's all um, what, what, what it is and depends on other results. If we don't win on Wednesday, then we don't have a final on 
on Sunday. So these kind of things. But we only have to focus on this one game. Uh, that it means a lot. I, I really think I don't have to explain that because you could see that in the celebrations um, at West Brom. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And Jürgen, talking about those celebrations and, and the faces of the players as well, I, I just wanted to ask you, because when things weren't going great, there was a lot of question marks over, you know, what, would the players stay if, if you won't achieve Champions League football and, and things like that. There was quite a bit of negativity around from, from the outside, not from the inside. Um, but Mo Salah's reaction was absolutely priceless when Alisson scored. And it just showed how much love he has for the club, but also for his teammates as well. And what a team player he actually is. Yo, I'm not sure why that's a question, because it sounds like you are surprised. Uh, I'm not. So uh, a week before, when he scored the, the fourth goal at United and closed that game, I saw nobody was as fast as him, so nobody could be as close as we were together around the West Brom goal. But um, I could see in his face his, his uh, determination um, as well. So... Um, Look, this, for me, it's difficult to answer these kind of questions because um, I don't um, feel these things. You see, we are together every day and I know how much more is committed to this team and this club. So I'm not, I don't need a goal celebration to realize, oh, look, now everybody can see it. Uh, for me, it's a completely logical thing that, he, that we celebrate goals like this because he is working his socks off since he is here. Um, and is a moment in a really good moment, which is absolutely helpful for us. And hopefully it stays for the last two games like that. That would be even more helpful. Um, and that's it. So um, I was never in doubt about his love for his teammates or the club, not for one second. Thank you, Juliet. We'll go to uh, Ian Kennedy, BBC Merseyside. And I'm going to finish the open section with Carl Markham from Press Association. Hi, Jürgen. Um, just, just on Alisson's goal, again, one of the things I thought was interesting was the quality of the delivery of the corner from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Because when you go into a situation where you know it's the last play of the game, you've got, you're under pressure to put it in a good ball. And he did that, didn't he? Uh, which, which made the goal possible. This was a world-class corner, corner, not the first, hopefully not the last of Trent. Um, the... Nate Phillips could have scored if he would have left his eyes open. Probably if Ali missed the ball, I think Sadio um, was still in a, in a quite interesting position. So that, that good the corner was. And um, true, um, it's, we sh shouldn't take these kind of things for granted. Absolutely right. We saw brilliant players, world-class players in decisive moments uh, delivering a rather average set piece because it's quite common that in the last second of a game, um, that there's another set piece, um, it's a free kick or a, a corner or whatever. And that, yeah, the corner, uh, the cross made it happen. Ali had only to put his head on it, but um, he did that quite well as well. How pleased are you with Transform at the moment? Because the game before, I think he was the man of the match at Old Trafford against Manchester United. So obviously ending the season on a, on a really good note from his point of view. Yeah, absolutely. But he played a good season. He had the problem that he played, I think, with around about 20-odd different um, centre-half pairings, which is just tricky. He's still a young player, has to organise, um, has a much bigger part in organising the last line than he had previously. So means from a, a young 
world-class talent to uh, to to, uh, to a defensive organizer is uh, is a step, but he did that as well. So um, yes, he's as well in a good moment, um, and long made continue for us very important uh, without trends shape not only his but um we would be in a different place definitely Fantastic. and final questions in the open we go to the embargo section Carl Markham hey again in in a strange way has your the injury problems helped with the momentum and rhythm because you, you've been limited with the amount this sort of choices you've had to make and so you're putting out the same side I mean yeah in rhythm Tiago for one is benefiting and I know Matt on mute me so go sneaking as well if you've got any of those players back in your team news-wise as well? No, not at all. Not not a little bit. The problem is what we had. Um, we in the first in a, in a it happened with injuries. Obviously, started pretty early. That always puts everybody else under pressure. Some other players were injured in a specific. Like when we started the season, like Ox, for example. Um, then Shaq got some problems and these kind of things. So they came all back step by step. But then you usually have a stable formation where you can throw them in. We never had that. We always had to sort first and foremost the real problems. And it means we, we, we had to keep um, some players more often on the pitch than we would have done in, in, in other seasons. Um, the kids, the young boys were not ready in the beginning to replace the center halves. We had to work a lot with them. You cannot just throw them in. It's with young players, especially it's not fair. Um, just throw them in um, the hot water and then you, you just re realize that um, they are not ready to swim. So that makes no sense. Um, and that's why it was all a, a massive challenge for, for all of us, but it didn't help the rhythm or whatever. Thiago is an example. So um, yes, he's a, he's a world-class football player, but he came as well from a pandemic with um, after the uh, lockdown in Germany, when they started playing again, he had to play Bundesliga games and the Champions League final. Came then here to a new club with a little, little, little break only. Um, arrived here, got injured, and had to restart again in a, with a team who was not settled. So that's massive. That's just that's nearly impossible. What he did in these moments is absolutely incredible. Now things look like more settled. That's clear in a moment with some results going in our direction, which helps as well, gives confidence to everybody. Um, now it looks different and, and better, but it's just, we are, we are not even halfway there. Thiago is not halfway there. The team is not halfway there. We have just to, to, to keep going and improving. And I've, I've not been muted. So any of those players coming back, the ones that are injured? Not for this game, but that's... I, I, yeah, Millie, Millie will train today. Is that then enough? Um, being involved tomorrow, I will see. Um, Diogo um, is actually, when the swelling went down, we did um, another, uh, another picture and um, it looked better. Then in the first place uh, with the first scan, when in the CT, you could see it better. And um, so... <laughs> It's a tiny, tiny little chance for him for the weekend, but okay. it depends on how he improves now um, that we have to see that. But it's good news, obviously, for Portugal and for Diogo himself um, with the Euros as they're not in danger at all. So um, that's, that's good. If, it will be, if it's good enough for us, we will see. Ox and Kater. Oh, Ox was ill. Yes, Ox is back. Yeah. Navi didn't, wasn't part of team training yet, so that will be not enough um, until tomorrow for the sure. Ox was in team training, so he's.
You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.